The Pearls of Excellence, a series produced by the Foundation for Excellence in Women's Health in collaboration with the SASCOG, the Society of Academic Specialists in General Obstetrics and Gynecology. Today's pearl is entitled Clostridium Difficile Colitis, authored by Dr. Larry J. Copeland, edited by Dr. Ronald T. Berkman and Dr. Reagan Thyler. Clostridium difficile should be suspected as a cause of acute diarrhea in patients with recent surgery or antibiotic use. Acute diarrhea is usually defined as the passage of three or more loose or watery stools in a 24-hour period. C. difficile infection can also be transmitted from person to person, and thus, in addition to hand hygiene, immediate isolation and contact precautions should be instituted. Good hand washing alone may be insufficient, so gloves should be used as well. Hand sanitizers are not effective. Risk factors for C. diff infection include extremes in age, prolonged hospitalization, and living in a nursing home. Clostridium difficile may frequently be cultured from asymptomatic individuals without diarrhea, including hospitalized patients and those in long-term care facilities. Other less common infections of diarrhea for example, enterotoxigenic Escherichia coli, rotavirus, and others should also be considered in refractory cases. The etiology of acute diarrhea includes a broad differential diagnosis, including infectious causes, the use of bowel stimulants, for example, magnesium-containing antacids or proton pump inhibitors, intolerance to a specific dietary component, for example, lactose or gluten, inflammatory bowel disease, and malabsorption. Antibiotics commonly used in the perioperative period, for example, clindamycin, ampicillin, cephalosporins, and quinolones may result in intestinal overgrowth of the anaerobic organism C. difficile. This organism produces a cytotoxin and an enterotoxin, which cause the diarrhea. Symptoms include watery diarrhea several times a day, abdominal cramping, and occasionally fever and leukocytosis. In more severe cases, pseudomembranous colitis may result, which can rarely progress to a necrotizing colitis, toxic megacolon, and possibly subsequent perforation with the need for colectomy. The condition may be fatal. Patients with suspected C. difficile infections, especially if elderly, should be seen and evaluated for dehydration, shock, and surgical complications. Many of these patients will require admission to the hospital for intravenous rehydration and evaluation and correction of electrolyte imbalances. Infection is diagnosed by detecting the toxin in unformed stool specimens using a number of different technologies or by using nucleic acid amplification testing, or NAAT. Endoscopy is usually not necessary to make the diagnosis, and barium enema imaging is not recommended because of the risk of perforations. Many patients will resolve their diarrhea with discontinuation of the offending antibiotic. Initial treatment with antidiarrheal agents is controversial. The initial treatment of choice is oral vancomycin, 125 milligrams four times daily for 10 days, or fidaxomycin, 200 milligrams twice daily for 10 days, metronidazole at dosages of 500 mg three times a day for 10 days as an alternative second-line agent. Follow-up stool assays for asymptomatic patients are not recommended as they frequently remain positive for weeks after treatment. 
Relapses are common, 20% or more. Recurrences can be treated with more extended oral vancomycin or fidaxomycin. Patients with one recurrence are at risk for others. Probiotics may be beneficial in recurrent disease as adjuvant therapy. Fecal microbiota transplant may also be useful for those patients with severe recurrent disease. Be sure to visit our website for the full version of this pearl and to follow up with suggested further readings and references. You should also review the important notices on use and reliance on our pearls articles. Visit us at excellence.org. This article is protected under copyright laws of the United States. No redistribution is authorized without the expressed written consent of the Foundation for Excellence in Women's Health.